You know, I've been doing podcasts for years now, and this still makes me a bit nervous, you know, starting this one off finally, uh, a little bit of a, a side venture. Of course, you know, uh, I, I do a podcast with my my partners, uh, Odie and, and Mr. Blue, and sometimes uh, Van and, and Mercedes, and uh, we do one just about every week. One of them is on a hiatus until the end of the year. And the other one, we just finished recording earlier today. But this is kind of a, a little bit of a, a weird venture for me. Like I, like I mentioned in earlier ones, basically, this is just going to be about all the stuff in my Facebook uh, save file. I have no clue how many articles I have in there, but going backwards from today, going back. Okay. So backwards in time to my Facebook uh, saved list. <laughs> so sometimes it'll be politics. Sometimes it's going to be pop culture stuff. Sometimes it's going to be nerd stuff, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have to see what comes up and I want to do them in order. So sometimes it may be more politics oriented. Sometimes it'll be some fun stuff and it'll, but it'll, it'll always be me being a crusty old man who's just angry at the world. <laughs> so the first article I have here is kind of a, a melancholy one, kind of a sad one for me. Uh, Scarface, one of my favorite rappers of all time, is, as he as he puts it, done with rap. So Scarface, uh, of course, you know, he was part of the Ghetto Boys. And uh, the most famous iteration of the Ghetto Boys was him, Willie D, and Bushwick Bill. And... He is now quitting rap. He's not quitting music. He's quitting rap. So um, he says he may do uh, some metal. He may do blues. He hasn't figured it out yet, but he's done with rap. So he is going to be doing two final shows. One for all of his solo stuff and one for um, his Ghetto Boy stuff. So it's going to be him and Willie D. And I was going to say... I kind of wish that Bushwick Bill was still alive to, to close this chapter out of Scarface's life, but it probably wouldn't have worked because uh, I saw an article uh, interview with uh, Willie D. And it turns out that Willie D and Bushwick Bill despised each other. And as a matter of fact, when Bushwick Bill passed away some years ago, Willie D didn't even go to the funeral because he was like, why would I? So... It was deep-rooted hatred between those two. But I'm glad that Scarface is finishing this uh, part of his career and moving on to something else. I'm Basically, I'm, I'm excited for a Scarface in that regard. Like I said, I've been a big fan since the early 90s, since my mind's playing tricks on me, and then, of course, with his solo stuff. And one of my friends recalled in a Facebook post that, you know, I was up on Scarface when everybody else was still strictly East Coast, you know? The only West Coast stuff that they listened to was like Dr. Dre's The Chronic and all that, you know, all that other stuff. They were just like, nah, and I was the only person who was who was bumping that in our in our neighborhood, you know. So uh, Scarface for his solo career. Now I talk about his ghetto boy stuff. This is from Wikipedia. Had 11 studio albums between 1991 and 2015. Two compilation albums, two mixtapes and 19 singles. My favorite album from Scarface is The Diary that came out in 1994. My favorite song uh, lately is from his last album, Deeply Rooted, uh, No Problems. It, he always saves the best song as the last song on the album. He always does that. That does not fail. 
His only, out of his 19 singles, the only single he had, like nowadays, these kids could just fart into a microphone and sell 3 million singles because it's kind of different now because they do the whole stream thing. They're not selling physical singles anymore. So you have people like, you know, uh, Lil Yachty and Lil Nutsack and Young Bitch and all these other people just selling just tons and tons of singles, you know. So it was much harder to sell singles back then. But Scarface had 19 singles. His highest, uh, the only, his only certified single, right? Uh, his, his gold single was a song he did called Smile with, uh, with Tupac. And as a matter of fact, I still own that single as a, a CD single. And I got it on CD single because it also had the instrumental. I thought it was a really dope beat, you know? So I still I still own that on CD single. Uh, it charted uh, number twelve on the U.S. charts, number four in the R&B charts, and then number two on the rap charts. Uh, and it was actually he had two other singles that went that high as number two, which was "I Seen a Man Die" and uh, "Let Me Roll" from uh, the "World Is Yours" album. So once again, uh, Mr. Scarface, uh, good luck. And I know he's you know back in uh getting his health back unfortunately he got covid and uh because of covid he ended up losing his kidneys so his son donated a kidney so now he's getting his health back and you know um we'll just have to see what happens next so once uh, once again mr scarface uh thank you for all the memories and uh good luck in whatever phase of your career comes next and then we got kanye west I will say this about Kanye. I was a big fan of Kanye. Like the first the first three albums, I was a fan. You know, you couldn't tell me nothing about Kanye in those first three albums, right? And then he did 808s and Heartbreaks. And I for, I thought that album sucked. You know, all that auto-tune horse shit. But I, I forgave him because that was the album that came out after his mom passed. So after his mom passed, I let it go. And after that, to me, I mean, obviously, the man still sells a lot of albums, but to me, it just went all downhill from there, you know, as far as his music goes. I am a god. Get the fuck out of here with that dumbass horse shit. But uh, this is from an article in Ambrosia for Heads, okay? Kanye West details Drake's psychological warfare. First of all, you you in a, in a deep war with Drake, the certified lover boy. The man who's softer than baby food. Get the fuck out of here. And you're in a psychological warfare. You're in the trenches, man. I, it, it's, just, it's just dumb to me. But this is uh, from the article, okay? Uh, for many, uh, one of the most interesting revelations from Kanye West had to do with his apparent nemesis, Drake. So West accuses Drake of doing things deliberately to mess with his headspace. Kanye says, Drake don't do a diss song where it's an outright headshot. He's going to set it up like war. When people went to go get Adolf Hitler, they didn't go straight for him. They set up fake tanks. They set up other things. Drake is going to do stuff like live five blocks down the street from you. Uh, DM every single girl in your family. Every single girl around your family. All your homies girls. Kanye previously accused Drake of lyrics in Travis Scott's sicko mode as being deliberately antagonistic, given their directional relation to the Calabas, California neighborhood, 
where both men lived at the time. Now, I will say this, and maybe this is just me being an old man. Okay. I looked up the lyrics for Sicko Mode and I looked up Drake's part in Sicko Mode. I couldn't make heads or tails of those lyrics. So it's not like something where uh, Nas did Ether and the first line in the song was fuck Jay-Z. It wasn't like that. It was just, I if there was a diss in there, I can't tell with all the, the nonsense that goes on in that, in, in that song. And that song sold a lot of copies. I mean, it, it was a popular song, but I couldn't make heads or tails of those lyrics. Maybe I'm just old. But um, I will say this. Kanye was diagnosed with bipolar disorder back in 2016. So I don't want to really get on Kanye's condition like that because being bipolar, it's a serious thing, you know. Now, I and later on in the article, he talks about, you know, supposedly uh, Drake uh, hinting that he had, a uh, you know, that he had sex with Kim Kardashian. Who hasn't? I mean, it's Kim Kardashian. Now, here's the thing. I want you to understand something, okay? I don't believe in the bullshit double standard that men and women have, okay? So if you're a man and you're single and you have uh, relations with a lot of ladies, you're a, you're a hero. They're going to burn your name on the surface of the moon. They're going to build a statue of you, you know, and put it in right in town hall. But if you're a woman and you have a lot of sexual relations with men, then all of a sudden you're you're a dirty whore. I do not believe in that double standard. So if Kim has a lot of relations with a lot of with a lot of dudes, that's up to her. That's fine by me. But that's who you married, Kanye. I mean, it wasn't like she made that sex tape with Ray J after you were married. She made it like years before you were married. You understand? Like Kim has a voracious sexual appetite, from what I hear. And I say from what I hear, like, like I hang out in those circles. <laughs> like I just hang out with the Kardashians and the Jenners and I'm like, oh, I hear Kim has a voracious sexual appetite. That was just from what I read in articles and see in, in interviews. Okay. And that, and those are just happenstance because I don't really keep up with the Kardashians. I've never watched an episode of that show. I really don't care, you know, but it, but because they're so out there it was like justin bieber for a while like i don't i've never listened to an entire justin bieber song but i just have to know everything about him because everywhere you go there's justin bieber i turn on the knicks game and then they're like oh there's justin bieber in the crowd like who gives a shit you know obviously of means of people other than myself give a shit i don't but you know they have like four kids together i think and uh, I want to say uh, my my friend was telling me that two of them were done through surrogates. Don't quote me on that. I, I didn't get a chance to look that up. But I mean, and now they're divorced. And now supposedly the rumor is that now Kim Kardashian is dating uh, Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. And that's another matter for another day. I'm not going to get in the whole Pete Davidson thing. I like Pete Davidson, by the way. So there's not going to be anything bad about him. But yeah, he uh, he gets a lot of uh, he gets a lot of women. He really does. I don't know what it is about him. You know, maybe maybe. Well, OK, maybe he has an 11 inch dick and we don't know that. I don't know. But he gets a lot of gorgeous women. I'll just say that about Pete. You know, and I'll just leave it at that, <laughs> even though I just had to be vulgar for a little bit there. Um, 
if Kanye West thinks that Drake is like doing psychological warfare, the, the singing dude, the hotline bling dude, then basically he just shouldn't be doing any sort of battle rapping. And it's not like, I mean, the real psychological warfare was when Pusha T made that song outing Drake and trying to make him seem like a deadbeat dad. You know, he talked about it on uh, LeBron's barbershop show, which I never, which I didn't get a chance to watch. And you would think I'd watch it more now to have HBO Max. But um, I will say this. It's, uh, I grew up on real rap beefs where, you know, like Biggie and Tupac and LL Cool J and Kumo D and Boogie Down Productions and, you know, like real rap beefs that produce some classic songs. And now we just have these two psychological warfare oh he lives up the street from me he's trying to get in my head space shut the fuck up kanye you fucking jackass no one fucking cares you know and and speaking of not caring and i don't even know why i'm talking about this well i do know why i'm going to talk about this logan paul uh supposedly he was outside of a club and a heckler was getting in his face about mike tyson so you know, like, first of all, Logan Paul and his dumbass brother, uh, Jake Paul, they are the worst things that happened to the internet since ransomware. Like, they're just horrible, terrible people, you know? And they just made a fortune being horrible, terrible people. I didn't look up Lo- I didn't look up Jake's uh, net worth, but Logan Paul, his net worth is like $20 million. And I think that was before the Mayweather thing, so it may be even more than that now. So someone, I guess... I don't know if it's like an official thing between those two that they're actually going to fight, but supposedly someone asked Mike Tyson if he would fight one of the, uh, the Paul brothers and Mike Tyson was like, hell yeah, I'll fight them dudes. You know, now let's just be real about one thing. All of Logan and Jake Paul's fights are fixed. Okay. You think that Logan Paul Whoever, I don't know if it was Logan or Jake, one of those two jackasses, you think they could really last eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather? Now, Floyd Mayweather is not a knockout artist. He's not like Deontay Wilder, who will just knock your fucking jaw loose. But he can, I mean, he's one of the best boxers of all time. You know, whether you like him or not, whether you like his style or not, whether you like the fact that he's illiterate or not, I don't know. But, um... The numbers are in, and Floyd Mayweather's one of the best boxers of all time. He's definitely top five. So you mean to tell me that you, one of the Paul brothers, can last eight rounds with this dude? Get the fuck out of here. And then you saw in the fight, there was one part where uh, Mayweather rung his bell and then had to kind of hold him up until he got his bearings back. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Those fights are fixed. Only reason why people see those fights is because they want to see one of the Paul brothers get knocked out. And it doesn't happen. It's like waiting for that villain in that TV show to finally get his comeuppance. And then he then he gets away and he's in the next season. You know? All those guys, Mayweather, all of them are in on the scam. They're in on the scam. You think Mike Tyson, now granted, Mike Tyson, his net worth is only about $3 million, but considering the fact that he was broke and, you know, I mean, at one point, Mike Tyson has earned over $700 million in his career. And at one point at his height, his net worth was about $300 million. And now he's worth 
you know, way less than that, like $3 million is net worth. Do I think that Mike Tyson would be in on the, on the scam if they fought? God, I hope not. It's not like he's going to fight, do this fight, and then all of a sudden be worth $40 million. They don't generate money like that. But I'm hoping that if Mike Tyson does fight one of the Paul brothers, that he just plays it clean. He just gets in there and does his business and just beats the shit out of these kids, like punches kidney out of his asshole, just murder this guy. Because Jesus Christ, man, I, you know, you got people who spend their whole careers training how to box, you know, and you may have some guy who trained how to box, and he trained hard and gave his dreams that there was one big dream, which is the box, and he fought like four professional fights and lost all four. And then you got like Jake and Logan Paul who boxed like a couple of YouTube jagoffs who become successful boxers by fixing fights. You know, it's kind of like somebody who trained all their life to be an astronaut. From the time they were a little kid, they wanted to be an astronaut. And they trained and they did all the right thing and they said their prayers and ate their vitamins and went to the military and to the Air Force and all that stuff to be an astronaut just to find out that to get to space, all you got to be is some rich piece of shit who knows Jeff Bezos and then you can you can hitch a ride to outer space. So, yeah, I hope that if Mike Tyson, I hope Mike Tyson says, yeah, son, I'm in on the scam and then turns around and just cracks this dude right in his fucking face. That's what that's what I would pay for. Like, I would actually make a T-shirt of Logan Paul laying on the ground, laying in a puddle of his own blood and piss with Mike Tyson standing over him like, yeah, son. And I would get a T-shirt of that. I'd wear it to work. And then they'd be like, Merce, if you don't take that T-shirt off, we're going to fire you. And I'm like, fire me, because this, this is what I wanted to see. Logan Paul laying in a puddle of his own blood and piss. Like Mike Tyson hits him so hard, he shits himself. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Logan Paul or Jake Paul, you know, dancing around with dudes. No, I want to see them get hurt in the ring badly. Badly. Please. Uh, like challenge Deontay Wilder to a fight. I would pay, I'd pay a hundred dollars on pay-per-view to see Jake Paul fight Deontay Wilder. I know he just lost his last fight and that would just make him twice as angry to get challenged by some YouTube piece of shit and then just come in there in the first round, just blap, all your teeth gone. I'd pay money for that. Cash money. I'd give my rent money for that. Okay, I'm, I'm being an asshole. Long story short, I don't like Logan and Jake Paul, and I do hope that somebody decides to break their social contract and beat the shit out of them in the ring. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to stop being a bitter old man for just a second. You know, I, I had one extra segment to tape today, and... It was an article about like Amazon. Uh, they they were ranking Amazon Prime's uh, series, and then as I started taping, it was just a really old article from 2019. I didn't realize the article was that old, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to go through and do it anyway." And then on top of that, uh, 
there was a because I use ad blockers, like I use Google Chrome and I use ad blockers, right? And then sometimes they'll say, "Well, you gotta disable your ad blocker, or else you can't, or else you can't look at our stuff." So then I said, "Fine, if I really need to look at, because more times I just be like, fuck you,' and just go to a different article." But if it's something specific, I'm like, fine, I'll open it up in Firefox. So I'm doing this, I'm doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, an ad comes up and it just takes, and I didn't click on anything, mind you. I'm just scrolling down the, the ad as I'm going through this. And as I click on it, well, I mean, like I said, I didn't click on it. I'm just scrolling down. A whole page comes up. The ad just takes over the entire page. And then when I tried to go back, it just closed the entire window. That's part of the reason why I have ad blockers. The other reason why is that it's really easy to get viruses on your computer from ads, which is the main reason why I have it. Second reason why I have it is because these ads are fucking annoying. So I said, I'm not going to write another section today. So I'm going to do the last one, which is this is from uh, nylon.com. And then they had a list of 16 uh underrated halloween movies so at least i think they said it was 16 well we'll just go through it and i did i haven't looked at the list yet so i'll tell you if it's something that i've ever seen and i do a horror movie marathon every year so i start watching a horror movie per day from september 1st all the way to october 31st so and i would in uh I started doing like a themed week for October. So I started, what did I do this week? Uh, creature features, ghosts, uh, you know, stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't have it pulled up here. I keep it on a spreadsheet because I'm neurotic like that. But I'll take a peek through these and let's see what we've got here. Okay. So first on their list is uh, Possession from 1981. Never heard of it. It looks kind of creepy. It may be something I'll put on the... Uh, you know, supposedly there's a wild miscarriage scene that helped the film achieve cult status. I'm like, okay, that sounds gross. But then again, I'm not watching the horror movies for the for the, the, the feel good fuzzies. So we'll see what happens. And this one, they said, uh, "Perfect Blue" from 1997. This one actually is an animated film, and I'm just like. Uh, I'm going to pass on that one. The Faculty from 1998. I've seen this movie. Uh, I want to say, uh, John Stewart guest starred in this movie. And, um, it was actually a pretty good movie. Like I'd watch it again. You know, if I had the opportunity to, you know, uh, don't ask me what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's about school and faculty and stuff like that. But I remember when it used to come on cable. And I actually, I remember enjoying it when it used to come on cable. Ooh, Ginger Snaps is on the list. Now, I would now call this underrated. Because this is actually a really good movie. It came out in 2000. And it was about a pair of outcast sisters. One of them gets bitten by a, uh, the older one gets bitten by a werewolf. And then slowly becomes a werewolf, you know. Uh, they, I think they made a couple of sequels afterwards. I never saw the sequels, but Ginger Snaps is actually a good movie. And actually, I what uh, last year, not for 2021, but for 2020, I had Werewolf Week, and Ginger Snaps was on the list. So I would not, I would not. I mean, it's a good movie, 
but I would definitely not call it underrated because I think it, it gets all its accolades that it does. Dancer in the Dark, uh, starring Bjork, I actually would, I you know, I've never seen it. I would never have thought of it as a horror movie. I know Bjork was in the movie, uh, and I think she did the soundtrack for it, but came out in 2000. But, uh, yeah, I would I would not have called that a horror movie. I really wouldn't. Scream 3. Uh, 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 they should have stopped at 2. Even 4 was okay, but Scream 3 was so ugh, so derivative at that point. And it's just, I guess, I mean, Scream 1 and 2 were good, right? 3 was just like somebody made a passable script and they just decided, a script just good enough to get the returning stars to come back. I would not call this underrated. I would call it subpar. And even Scream 4 was just okay, but still better than Scream 3, I thought. Drag Me to Hell. Once again, I would not call that underrated. That was actually a pretty damn good movie. You know? And it, it's kind of, it's very over the top. You know? It's basically about a woman who is trying to get in good with her uh, her bank manager, you know, gives out loans. So there's this woman, this old woman, who needs an extension on her loan, and she's already had several extensions, and then she basically just says, no, I can't give you the extension. And the old woman, this old gypsy woman, was like, you shamed me. And then she puts a curse on her that they're certain about a day she'll be dragged to hell, and all this weird stuff happens to her. And it's it's actually... A pretty good movie. I would definitely give it a shot if you ever get a chance. It's very over the top, especially with the part where the old woman like attacks her in the car. Like that's actually pretty, you know. I liked it. Orphan from 2009. Never saw it, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you much about it. I do. It's one of those movies where I know about it, but I've never seen it, and I don't want to tell you about it because I don't want to spoil it, okay? But it's one of those movies where I never got a chance to, to check it out, but it's one of those things that would probably end up on my list if I could. So, and I would call it underrated because it's better than a lot of people. I mean, just from the reviews I saw, it's, I mean, from people who I respect. So I would just say, you know what? Give it a chance when you get a chance. Insidious would not call that underrated. Insidious was a great movie, you know, and even the sequel was actually pretty good. You know, I, I own Insidious 1 and 2 on, on um, you know, so I would never have called this underrated. That's crazy that it's on this list. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. This ended up on my list last year on Vampire Week. I will say this, okay? It's a it's an Iranian vampire movie. It has a, has a, a, a art house feel to it. It's very very slow, okay? It's not gory. It's not bloody. It's not anything like that. 
I would just say it's more of a just a good story rather than something really creepy. You know, it had it had its moments, but it's uh, it's an acquired taste. I enjoyed it, but if you watch it and you don't enjoy it, I would perfectly understand. You know, it's a very it's a very different type of horror movie. You know, it follows 2014. I've had some friends say that they didn't like it follows. I enjoyed it. Now, I guess I could say I would call it underrated because maybe some people didn't understand it. But I actually enjoyed this movie. And there were some genuinely spine chilling moments in this movie, you know. So um, I actually watched it again this year. It ended up on, I don't know if you can call the antagonist in the movie a ghost, but I put it on my ghost week. You know, it was one of the movies on, on ghost week for this, uh, for this year. So I would just say, definitely give it a, give it a shot. You know, it's actually a pretty good movie. The witch from 2015. I will say this. Maybe I just need to watch this movie again. I stopped watching it. And it was one of those movies where I probably should have watched it all the way through until the end before I reserved judgment. Because I it just wasn't really, it really wasn't getting me, you know? And it started out pretty good and then it got, you know, weird is fine. I'm okay with weird. If you've ever watched a movie called Society, I think it's, uh, it's usually on Shudder. Uh, I'm okay with weird. But the movie just kind of lost me, and I probably should just watch it all the way through until the end. I will just say, just based on the critics, you know, maybe give it a shot if you got the time. Uh, Raw from 2016. Never saw it. It's a French film. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So basically Netflix had it on for a while and I never watched it. So it's basically about a, a veterinarian student who is a lifelong vegetarian and then ends up getting a craving for human flesh. And I don't know. It's kind of a, I would just say check it out, but I'm not going to say don't have any expectations for it. I haven't seen it myself. It's one of those things that came on Netflix, and I was just like, uh, when I'm done with everything else, I'll check this out. <laughs> oh, my God. Climax from 2018. Do not waste your time with this movie, okay? This movie was shitty. There was a um, – he is from the same director – that did a movie years ago called uh, Into the Void. And it was just, ugh. So Climax is about a, uh, a dance troupe. And then they are at a this, this remote place and they, and they get snowed in. And uh, they have like this uh, punch bowl filled with sangria. And then somebody put a ridiculously high amount of LSD in the punch bowl. So people start doing all types of weird and stupid and goofy things and murderous things too. So 
I would say if you want to check it out, check it out, but don't have any expectations for this movie being good at all, at all. I, you know, I, I rented it years ago and I did not like it. Um, Crawl from 2019. Uh, you know what? I've seen this movie show up in some places and I've never seen it and I regret it. And you know what? Now that I find out that it's about alligators during a, a category five hurricane, you know, I wish they would just make better boxes or better art for these movies because looking at the art, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna pass on this. And then I find out it's about uh, alligators attacking uh, people, you know, whose house got flooded in a Category 5 hurricane. You know, I was looking for movies for my Creature Feature Week. And one movie I really wanted, when I was a kid, there was a movie called Alligator. And it was always the myth. I mean, I'm from New York. And, and there was always a myth that there were alligators in the sewers, right? Never known that to be true. But it's New York and New York is huge and their sewer system is huge. So it could happen. And in, in the movie, talk about alligator, it starts with a little kid who goes to Florida and they buy him a, a, a baby alligator. Right. And he, he brings the baby alligator back to, back to New York. And his parents were just like, Oh, you can't keep a baby alligator. So they flush it down the toilet. And so when the alligator gets into the sewers, it survives by feeding on uh, animals, like dead animals, that were thrown into the sewers from a company that was testing growth hormones. So the alligator becomes huge, you know? And I really, I mean, I hadn't seen that movie since I was a kid, and I really wanted to get a copy of it, and it was out of print. So I couldn't even rent it. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. And if I had known that this movie was about alligators, I would have watched it for my creature feature part of my marathon. So they really got to label these boxes better. Ooh, Ready or Not. I would not call Ready or Not underrated. I own Ready or Not. It is a great movie. So it's basically, um, God, what is her name? I could see her name in my mind and I cannot think of her name. But, uh, about a woman who marries into a wealthy family, not knowing that this wealthy family, uh, you know, they're famous for making games, right? And when somebody marries into the family, they have a ritual where, you know, you, it picks a card and then whatever card is there, you play that game with the family, right? And whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter. But if you get hide and seek, that means that once they hide, the family has to hunt them down and kill them because supposedly the guy uh, who, you know, who started the, the business made a deal with the devil in order to get his fortune. So it's actually, uh, it's a horror comedy. It's actually really good and it should not be listed as an underrated movie. It's actually a great movie. And if you get a chance to watch it, you should definitely watch it. So, yeah, there were a couple of, of movies on this list that I don't think should have really been there. Like Dancer and I mean, as far as like being a horror movie or, you know, like Dancer in the Dark or, you know, uh, 
perfect blue, which I've never seen, but it's, it's a pretty good list. And there were some good movies on there. So like I said, some that shouldn't be there because they're great. Like it's follows and it's and insidious, but um, all in all, it's a pretty good list. And there's some good movies on there that you should probably check out. So, all right. I am, oh, it's almost football time. So I'm going to go check on my fantasy team one last time before we start. And uh, you guys have a great day.